Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, this is Naida Alvarado, your podcast host of Encouraging Others Via Faith. So, I apologize for the delay on yesterday's um, chapter. Uh, Turns out that I had a family emergency and yesterday was kind of a crazy day for me, but thank God everything is well my daughter got hurt at her job but thank god it was nothing serious so needless to say my day was spent um taking her to uh to uh urgent care and getting her taken care of and um making sure that uh, she needed everything that she needed and um just uh helping her out because she hurt her hand Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in um, to my podcast. Welcome in. Uh, We are going to um, continue on chapter 13 of the Excellent Wife uh, Study. And the author's name of the book is Martha Peace. And also, um, we are going to be doing lesson 14 of chapter 13. And the title of this chapter, it's uh, a rather controversial one. Um, And it's in regards to submission. It's called Biblical Submission, Basis of the Wife's Protection. So let's begin. And I want to start by uh, with a small prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for this afternoon. Thank you, Lord, that you have given me the opportunity to yet once again bring um, on another chapter of this amazing study guide. I pray in Jesus' name that it's really helping the wives out there and the women. If you're engaged and, um, you know, getting ready to be married, this is an excellent book. I pray that you would use it as a tool to enter marriage and that you would enter marriage with an open mind and, um, of course, by reading the word of God and prayer, bringing everything to prayer before the Lord and um, waiting on God. And I pray that it helps each and every woman that is listening to it. I pray that it will give you some light to your relationships, your marriage relationships. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's begin on uh, page 137 of chapter 13, Biblical Submission, Basis of the Wife's Protection. Many women, even Christian ones, are confused and sometimes hostile about what it means for a wife to be submissive to her husband. The topic is much maligned and misunderstood both in the world and the church. Women are often made to feel like fools if they ascribe to such teaching. Feminists are vehement in their objection to this. They bring up questions such as, Is the wife supposed to say nothing and let her husband beat her? Or her husband is a drunk and is irresponsible? She's been supporting him for years. Is she supposed to let him run run over her like that? These questions deserve an answer, a real biblical answer. Some Christians teach that a wife must be totally submissive to her husband 
even when he is sinning against her. For example, threatening her or actually harming her with physical or verbal abuse. Does the Bible really teach what some call dormant theology? No, the Bible teaches that God has provided several ways to protect a wife whose husband is sinning and that it is the wife's responsibility to take advantage of his protection. Some even think a wife is more spiritual if she does nothing and that she is called to suffer passively for the Lord's sake. But what merit, what merit, what merit is there in failing to take advantage of the measures God has provided for her protection? The Bible teaches that suffering unnecessarily is not spirituality, but foolish, self-made religion. And you can read Colossians 2, verses 18 to 23. We would call it a form of aestheticism. Aestheticism is practicing strict self-denial as a means of religious practice. In other words, the more she suffers, the more spiritual she must be. But that's not what Peter says in 1 Peter 3.17. He says, if you must suffer, suffer for doing what is right. Emphasis on this verse. As a reaction to the doormat, or I'm suffering for the Lord, view the submission. Some churches have gone to the other extreme. They have embraced a feminist view of the wife's role. The liberated woman is tolerated, even taught in many churches. Pastors often avoid the issue of submission because the subject is so volatile. Those who do address it make it more palatable with a sugar coating of some sort, such as emphasizing mutual submission of the husband and wife instead of clearly teaching the wife's responsibility. Unfortunately, this is confusing and misleading to the many Christian women who want to know and do God's will. Because of the frequent misperceptions and misrepresentations of the two biblical teaching, a wife needs to know what biblical submission really is and how God intends for it to glorify Him. The following five principles will help her understand biblical submission. Five Biblical Principles Concerning the Wife's Submission Number 1. A wife is to be submissive to her husband in all things unless her husband asks her to sin. Number 2. A, wa a submissive wife is not afraid to do the right thing. Number 3. A wife is to be submissive even when her husband is not a Christian. Number 4. A submissive wife does not dishonor the word of God. Number five, a wise wife will seek training and counsel on submission from a godly older woman. Principle number one, a wife is to be submissive to her husband in all things unless her husband asks her to sin. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 and 24. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything.
The verb subject to be in the Greek is the word hoputaso. Hoputaso, a military term which means to be ranked under in military order. This ranking of the wife under the husband's authority was sovereignty, sovereignly chosen by God so that there will be order and harmony in the home. She has a different rank or position. She is not inferior person or she is not an inferior person. Christian wives need to see themselves as God sees them. Romans 2.11 For there is no partiality with God. Galatians 3.28 There is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. God is not partial to males or females. Although equal in that regard, the wife should take the attitude of the Lord Jesus Christ, one of submissive servanthood, to carry out her God-intended role in marriage. Okay, I'm going to highlight that. I would highlight that as well. Philippians 2, 5, 8. Have, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Jesus right here on the next uh, on the second to the last paragraph he says just as Christ is not inferior to the father the wife is not inferior to her husband Christ subordinated himself to the will of the father in order to carry out the plan of redemption so too the wife submits herself to her husband so that God's plan for the family can be carried out she is not inferior but the role is different the wife's role is one of a helper suitable to her husband. Certainly, God knew that husbands need all the help they can get. Genesis 2:18. Emphasis made on this verse as well. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And there goes that phrase again. Suitable or helper suitable for him. Emphasis on this verse. Okay. First Corinthians eleven nine. For indeed man was not created for the wife's sake, but woman for the man's sake. In considering the scopes of submission in everything, Ephesians five twenty four means in all areas of life such as finances, decorating the house, the length of her hair what to have for supper, and discipline, the discipline of the children. For example, consider the case of, a, of an unsubmissive wife who was furious at her husband because he did not like the antique sofa she had purchased, and he told her to take it back. Since he was not asking her to sin, she should have graciously submitted. The point is, a wife must obey her husband unless he asks her to sin. Even though a husband has God-given authority over his wife, only God has absolute authority over her. In other words, God's authority is higher. 
God has absolute authority over her. Remember that. And so, if her husband asks her to sin, she must obey God rather than man. Acts 5.29 Let's consider how a husband might ask her to sin. Examples of how husbands ask their wives to sin. The husband's command, I forbid you to go to church. God's command, on Hebrews 10.25 says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Explanation If a husband is an unbeliever and does not want his wife to attend church, she must respectfully disobey. However, she should make sure that he is that his resentment is not because she values her Christian friends at church more than she cares for him. If that is the case, the wife should make the concessions necessary to ensure that her husband knows that he is more important to her than her other friends. Therefore, If a husband occasionally desires his wife to go fishing or camping with him, then she should go and enjoy the time with him. God is more pleased with her desire to be faithful in all things than he would be with a rigid attitude about church attendance. Another command, the husband's command, I forbid you to talk to the children about God. God's command, Proverbs 1, 7, 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Explanation. Again, the husband is asking his wife to go against God's command to, to uh, Christian parents. The wife should respectfully and gently explain to her husband why she cannot submit to this command. What she can do, however, is plan devotional and teaching times when her husband is not home or it will not interfere with his schedule. Even when she must go ahead and reprove or correct her children, she can wait until she is alone with the child to explain the scriptural basis for her reproof. The wife should try very hard not to be offensive to her unbelieving husband. See principle number four. But she cannot agree to never talk to the children about the Lord. The husband's command, I want you to participate in immorality, pornography, God's command, but do not let immorality or impurity even be named among you as is proper among saints. Ephesians 5.3 Explanation When a husband has a problem with a sexual loss, it is a command for him to try to draw his wife into the same sin. Or it is common, I'm sorry. It is common for him to try to draw his wife into the same sin. A wife can develop a problem with lust if she allows herself to be exposed to pornography or sinful perverted sexual acts. Instead of participating, the wife must refuse to participate. Depending on whether the, hus the husband is a Christian or not, she must use the appropriate provisions God has given her for her protection. These will maximize her husband's opportunity to repent. See chapter 14. Another command. The husband's command. A Christian husband says, I forbid you to reprove me. God's command. Brethren, even if a man is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, lest you to be tempted. That's Galatians 6.1. Explanation. 
Some wrong, wrongly believe that a Christian wife should never approve her Christian husband. Such wrong belief is often based upon an erroneous interpretation of 1 Peter 3.1, which says that the husband is to be one without a word by the behavior of their wives. This pastor's passage refers specifically to a woman who is married to an unbeliever. See chapter 14, resource number 4. It cannot be rightly applied to a marriage in which both husband and wife are believers. They are not only husband and wife, but also brother and sister in the Lord. Christian marriage partners are to help each other become as much like the Lord Jesus Christ as possible since they are fellow heirs of the grace of life. 1 Peter 3.7 Others believe that a wife should not reprove her husband because she does not because she does not, she is not loving him unconditionally. In other words, she is to love him and say nothing whether he ever changes or not. But godly love rejoices in the truth. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness. 1 Corinthians 13.6 When a wife discerns a pattern of sinful behavior in her Christian husband, she needs to go to him privately, gently, and in a straightforward manner and reprove him in love. If he forbids her to reprove him, then he is asking her to disobey the Lord. She must then choose to obey God instead of her husband. The husband's command. Do not tell anyone about my sin. I want you to lie for me. God's command in Ephesians 4.25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speaking truth, each one of you with this neighbor, for we are members of of one another explanation whether her husband is a believer or an unbeliever this is not a promise that she can rightly make if she has already made that promise to him she should go to him and explain that she has made an unbiblical promise that she cannot keep Proverbs 6 2 3 instead of covering up for him she should not appropriate uh, she should put appropriate biblical pressure on him to repent for more details, see chapter 14. The scripture is clear that the wife is to be submissive to her husband in all things unless her husband asks her to sin. A word of caution is in order. If, if the wife refuses to submit because she believes he is asking her to sin, she must make sure that what he is asking is really a sin. For example, suppose a wife has a strong conviction against eating in a restaurant that serves alcohol and her husband wants, to, wants her to go with him to that restaurant to eat. What should she do? She should search the scriptures to see if her refusal is really a biblical mandate or her own personal standard. Since it is not a biblical mandate, then she should graciously go. Here's another word of caution. Most Christian wives believe themselves to be submissive since they would never buy a house without their husband's permission or sell their car without his approval. However, if their husbands were asked if they are submissive, they would likely say no Obviously, there are two different perspectives. A wife's responsibility is to change her perspective and view submission through God's and her husband's eyes. The husband is the head of the, of the home and the wife is to submit to even very small and seemingly unimportant requests or directives from, from him because they are important to him. Unless she is providentially hindered, her failure to comply is not only insubordination to her husband but also disobedience to God. One way a wife can humbly begin to make the changes she would make is to ask her husband, 
what am I doing wrong in our marriage? Even if he is an unbeliever, he can likely see character flaws or lack of submission in his wife. Whether he is a Christian or not, she is to submit to him. She is to be submissive in all things unless he asks her to sin. Remember that, ladies. Principle number two. A submissive wife is not afraid to do the right thing. 1 Peter 3.6 says, Thus Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Wives sometimes face very frightening circumstances because immorality, physical or verbal abuse, irresponsibility, threats of leaving, or use of alcohol, drugs by their husbands. Anyone might be frightened if their husbands were behaving in any of these ways. What can a wife do to overcome her fear? One key to overcoming fear is simply doing what is right. 1 Peter 3.6 For instance, it is right to show love to God and to love her husband. Loving God and others are the two greatest commandments. See Matthew 22 verses 37 to 39. Most Christians know that they are to show love to God by obeying his word and to love others such as a wife to her husband, but how is this actually done? Practical Examples of Showing Love In general, a wife shows love to God by obeying Him, whether she feels it, feels like it or not, even if it means suffering personal embarrassment or painful emotions. John 14, 23 A wife may also show love to God by thinking true, right, and praiseworthy thoughts. Philippians 4, 8 she also shows love to love to God by giving appropriate biblical reproofs. Galatians 6 1. A wife shows love to her husband by not reviewing what he has done wrong over and over in her mind. 1 Corinthians 13 5. She also shows love to him by giving him a blessing even if he does evil against her. 1 Peter 3 9. She shows love when she endures a difficult time. 1 Corinthians 13 7. In addition, she shows love to her husband by responding to what he has done in an objective, hopeful way. She realizes that, that he can repent no matter how difficult their circumstances. Another way for her to show love is by speaking with him in a gentle, respectful, but truthful way. 1 Corinthians 3.6 and Ephesians 5.3 And of course, a wife shows love to her husband when she prays for him. James 5.16 as a wife seeks to love God and her husband more, her fear will abate. If it doesn't go away completely, it will, at least, not overpower her. Showing love to God and her neighbor is a much more powerful force than her own fear of whatever her husband may do to her. But what about a husband who repeatedly disappoints his wife by lying or deceiving her? She must learn to place greater trust in God, but not necessarily in her husband. She has to forgive him, but in some situations... It would be foolish to trust him. He can, however, regain her trust by being faithful and honest over time. The wife should be like the holy women in former times who hoped in God. 1 Peter 3.6 Emphasis on this verse. A key to not being afraid to do, what, to do the right thing is for her to learn to think thoughts that are right, true, honorable, excellent, and worthy of praise. See Philippians 4.8 That same scripture mandates, let your mind dwell on these kinds of things. Examples of fear-producing and love-producing thoughts. These are fear-producing thoughts on the, on the column to the left. Number one, if he gets angry and leaves me, I won't be able to take it. 
This thought is wrong because it is self-focused. A love-producing thought says, if he gets angry and leaves me, he'll just have to get angry. I'm going to show love to God and my, and my husband whether he leaves or not. God will give me the grace to get through my husband's anger at that time. This thought is right because it points to God and gives him the credit. Fear-producing thought number two. He's, think, he's drinking again. What will happen if he loses his job? This thought is wrong because it is worry and it's focusing or focused on the wrong issue. Love producing thought number two. It's more important for him to repent than for him to keep his job. Getting fired may be the extra pressure that, that it takes for God to get his attention. If he loses his job, it will be difficult. However, God will be at that time. God will at that time give me the grace to get through it. Okay. Fear producing thought number three. What will others think if they find out what he has done? This thought is wrong because it is focused more on what others might think rather than on what God says. The love producing thought number three says, it is the responsibility of others to see this as a sin that is common to man. Hope lies in the fact that it is sin and he can repent of it and be forgiven. A submissive wife is not afraid of doing the right thing. She entrusts herself to God knowing that in difficulty, God will give her the grace she needs to get through it at the very time she needs it. Not always, but most of the time when a wife responds by standing up to her husband in the right way, it turns out better than she had anticipated. In the event that it does not turn out well, the wife can have the comfort of knowing that she was pleasing to her Lord and whatever suffering she undergoes will be for doing what is right. 1 Peter 3.17 Emphasis on this verse as well. Principle number three. A wife is to be submissive even if her husband is not a Christian. 1 Peter 3 verses 1 and 2 In the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husband so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chastise or chastity and respectful behavior. As will be as will be seen in chapter 14, a husband who is disobedient to the word is an unbeliever. See 1 Peter 2:7. When a Christian woman is married to an unbeliever, her responsibility is to live a godly life and respond to her husband with respect. Her attitude should be one of being for him and not against him. She should enjoy him and love him, thinking of him as her husband and the father of her children, not her enemy. She should not expect him to think or act like a Christian, nor should she be devastated if he has no interest in church or Bible studies. She can enjoy her husband and their relationship and still be all that God intends her to be. Sometimes a wife... A a wife with an unsafe husband is miserable and frustrated because she may have an idolatrous view of what she thinks her marriage should be like. She might say to herself, I'll never be happy unless he comes, becomes a Christian. Her frustration may be the result of not getting what she wants. Instead of being frustrated, her heart's devotion should turn from her idol of wanting a Christian marriage to a devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ in worshiping and serving him. He alone knows if when and how her husband will become a Christian. As the wife of an unsaved man devotes herself to the Lord, she will respond to her husband with chastity 
and respectful behavior. It is very likely that her godliness and respect to him will soften his heart towards her. If it does not and his heart becomes hardened, she might be put in a position where she must let the unbeliever depart. 1 Corinthians 7.15 If he does leave her, he should be it should be because her submissive, respectful attitude and appropriate refusal to sin, not because she nagged and was disrespectful and rebellious. Several years ago, I knew a Christian woman who was in a very stormy marriage to an unbeliever. Probably just as much of the problem was her fault as his. When she stopped contending with God because her husband's attitudes and, and submitted to God in the area of her life, her husband began to treat her a little better. Later, they discovered that she had terminal cancer. As they went through her illness together, he saw her draw tremendous strength and comfort from God and his word. One day, he came to her with tears in his eyes and asked her for forgiveness and expressed an interest in becoming a Christian. She lovingly gave him the gospel and they knelt together by their bed where she led him to her Lord. She is with the Lord now, and I think about her often. I'm so glad for her that she had that joy before she died. She obeyed her Lord and was ready always to give an account of the hope that it was in her. 1 Peter 3.15 In addition to being ready to share her faith, if her husband asked her, the wife of an unbeliever should graciously go places with him and his friends, but draw the line at personal sins such as getting drunk, lying, sexual sin, etc. If she must decline, she should do it graciously by saying, for example, thank you for including me, but that's not something I can participate in. Perhaps we could go bowling or out to eat. That way, she is letting them know she would like to be with them. Also, if she prepares ahead of time some interesting topics to discuss, then the conversation could, at times, be discreetly moved away from unrighteous topics without her appearing to be self-righteous and making him uncomfortable. She can prepare conversation topics ahead of time by reading and remembering the essence of magazines, articles, and newspapers articles that are interesting and not offensive to her husband and his friends. In addition to showing love to others, her efforts could make all the difference in whether she has a good time or not. Certainly. This will be a gracious way to show love to her husband and his friends. Principle number four. A submissive wife does not dishonor the word of God. Being subject to her own husband that the word of God may not be dishonored. That's Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5. To dishonor is to malign, slander, speak against, or speak of as evil. When a wife is not submissive to her husband, she brings shame to God's word because she is not living up to the standard God has clearly laid out for the godly wife. She is outwardly expressing faith in Christ, but inwardly has not changed in her heart regarding submission to her husband. She is not submitting to the Lord in the area of her life. The Apostle Paul expressed it another way. Wives be subject to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Colossians 3.18 emphasis added. Anything other than godly submission is not fitting or proper for a Christian wife since it dishonors God and his word. A submissive wife honors the way of God when, number one, obeying God is more important to her than having her own way. When she obeys rather than contends for her own way, she is being 
a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1, 2. She sacrifices what she wants for what the Lord wants for her. Number two, she has an appropriate reverential fear of the Lord. She knows that God is holy, almighty God, that, that she is here to serve. God is not some genie in the bottle here to serve her. The psalmist put it this way, Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Psalms 2.11 King Solomon warned, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Proverbs 3.7 Indeed, it is evil when a wife rebels against God's word and her husband. An appropriate fear of the Lord puts all things into proper perspective. And do not fear those who killed the, ba the body but are unable to kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell matthews 10 28 number three she lets the word of christ direct her life colossians 3 16 says we are to let the word of christ richly dwell within us evidence that the word of christ the scriptures is dwelling within her and directing her life is shown by a wife's responding in grateful submission to God as well as gracious submissive to her husband as she does the word of Christ will be richly dwelling within her Colossians 3 16 and God's word will not be dishonored Titus 2 5 number four her life is not an aff affront to the pattern for marriage given in Ephesians chapter 5 of the church and a submissive relationship to Christ but as the church is, is subject to Christ so also the wife ought to be to their husbands in everything. Ephesians 5.24 The church relationship to Christ is a beautiful picture of marriage. As the wife submits to her husband, she lives out the pattern God has appointed for her. See chapter 6. Even if her husband does not respond properly, a submissive wife will truly be honoring to the word of God and to the Lord Jesus Christ. Number 5. She is submissive whether she feels like it or not. The best biblical illustration of someone who went against his feelings and was submissive anyway in the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2, we learn that he endured the cross despising the shame. The suffering and humiliation he underwent were not fun or enjoyable, but he did it in order to carry out the Father's plan of redemption. He did it for the joy that was set before him. Likewise, a wife will certainly not always feel like being submissive, but she can always, with the grace of God, be submissive with a godly motive and for the glory of the Lord Jesus. When faced with a submission, with situation in which the wife should be submissive but does not want to be, she can overcome her feelings if she thinks biblical thoughts like, love does not seek its own way. I can show love to him by graciously giving in to his wishes, or love bears all things, endures all things. I can show love to him by enduring this and being submissive. A godly submissive wife can be, can by God's grace, as an act of her will, go against her feelings and do the right thing. If her husband's being selfish or unreasonable and his wife dwells on how he has hurt her, he will likely be very difficult for her to feel like being graciously submissive. She may outwardly do the right thing, but she will struggle with bitterness and will not feel like being submissive. Repentance from bitterness includes replacing her thoughts and actions with kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving thoughts and actions. Ephesians 4, 31-32 How she channels her thinking and verbal responses will greatly affect her ability to feel like being submissive. God will help her thoughts. Th God will help her through His grace.
2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Principle number five. A wife's a wise wife will seek training and counsel on submission from a godly older woman. Titus 2, 3-5 Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, that they may encourage the younger women to love their husbands, being subject to their own husbands, that the word of God may be dishonored, may not be dishonored. One of the best ways to find a godly older woman is, is through the recommendation of a faithful pastor or church leader. The pastor and other men in church leadership have responsibility to keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account, Hebrews 13, 17. It is important that the older women be doc doctrinally sound because it is so easy to be tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, Ephesians 4:14. Most of the time, when an older woman disciples a, younger, wom uh, a younger woman, she will have a tremendous influence on the younger woman, either for good or evil. Unfortunately, it is not uncommon for younger women to be drawn into mysticism, worldly philosophies, misperceptions of, of the character of God, a wrong view of the doctrine of sanctification, or even influence to turn against her husbands. Because of those dangers, it would be wise for churches to develop a ministry to teach the older women how and what to teach the young women, the younger women. Part of this instruction involves the older woman instructing the younger woman in what she is doing wrong biblically. If the younger woman is wise, she will listen to the life-giving reproof and eventually acquire wisdom. Proverbs 15, 32-33 Ask yourself, am I being joyfully obedient? How should I pray? As you consider just how pleasing to God you are in the area of submission to your husband, take a few moments to read over the following list of ways wives are not submissive and check the ones which apply to you. Specific ways wives are not submissive. These are typical of specific ways wives act in unsubmissive ways to un, to, towards her husband. In addition, you should develop your own list of ways that you have or might have been unsubmissive to your husband. Number one, she does things that are annoying or vexing to her husband. Proverbs 21.19 It is better to live in a desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. Note, a woman who is vexing is irritating, annoying, puzzling, baffling, bothersome and will debate at length don't be one of these women lady ladies number two she does not discipline the children as she should even after her husband asks her to proverbs 29 15 the rod and reproof give wisdom but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother number three she is more loyal to others than her husband proverbs 31 11 the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain Number four, she argues or piles her gifts in the cold shoulder when she does not get her own way. Proverbs 21, 9. It is better to live in a corner of, of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Number five, she does not stay within the limits of their budget. Proverbs 19, 14. House and wealth are inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord.
Learn how to budget yourself, ladies. Number six, she corrects, interrupts, talks for her husband, and is too outspoken when others are around. Proverbs 27, verse 15 and 16. A constant dripping on a day of a steady rain and contentious woman are like he who restrains her restrains the restrains the wind and gas oil with his right hand. Number seven. She manipulates him to get her own way. She may manipulate by deceit, tears, begging, nagging, complaining, anger, or intimidation. Martha tried to manipulate Jesus when she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. Luke 10, 40. Number eight, she makes important decisions without consulting him. 1 Corinthians eleven three. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man. And the man is the head of a woman and God is the head of Christ. No, occasionally a husband will instruct his wife that in certain areas she is to make the decisions. In those cases, when authority is delegated to her, she then has freedom to choose. Otherwise, he should be consulted in all matters that are important to him and she should submit to his leadership or a headship. Number nine, she directly defies his wishes. First Samuel fifteen twenty three. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Lord have mercy. Let's not defy our husband's wishes, ladies. Number 10. She worries about the decisions she, he makes and takes matters into her own hands. Philippians 4, 7, 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to God, be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Number 11. She does not pay attention to what he says. James 1.19 But let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In summary, submission is the way that all Christians should respond to God and the way the wife should respond to her husband. She can respond with tenderness, gentleness, and gracious obedience, or she can respond with harshness or irritation. In the areas where you know you have failed, you should take a few minutes and confess your sins to the Lord. 1 John 1 9. Then go to your husband and ask his forgiveness. It may be best for you to be specific and give examples. Your attitude should be humble, focusing at this time on what you have done wrong. You can begin today to be gentle, to be a gentle, godly, submissive wife to your husband. It is the heart of God for you. And ladies, that brings chapter 13 to an end. Now let's focus on our lesson book. Lesson number 14 for chapter 13, Biblical Submission, Basis of the Wise Protection. And the number one answer on page 49 of the lesson book says what are the wrong views of, sub of submission let's see page 137 that a wife must be totally submissive to her husband even when he is sinning against her um, by threatening or actually harming her with physical harm or verbal abuse so there's a misconception 
God gives us grace and gives us instructions on what to do on a situation like this. Number two, what is the Greek word for be subject to and what does it mean? Be subject to, a Greek word is upotaso, which means to be ranked under in a military order. This is a military command. Okay. And what is the reason God placed you under your husband's authority? Does it mean that you are inferior to your husband? That's number three. God so so said that they done he did that so that there would be order and harmony in the house. The wife has a different rank or position. She is not inferior person. She is not an inferior person. Number four. According to the example of the Lord Jesus in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, what should be your attitude regarding the role God has given you? See page 139. And I said, oh, Lord Jesus. So, on 139, uh, She should have uh, uh, she should be happy that she is uh, a helper suitable to her husband, right? So that's the that should be the the, the wife's um, hold on, I think I'm went ahead of myself. Okay, here you go. Number four. According to the example of the Lord Jesus in Philippians 2, 5a, what should be your attitude regarding the role of God has given you? And let's and on page 139, she should not feel inferior that she is a suitable helper because God knew um, that men would need all the help they can get. So it's a good thing that we are a helper suitable to our husbands because sometimes our husbands don't, you know, they need our opinion. They need our help in things. Okay, number five, according to the last paragraph on page 139, what is the wife's role? She's a helper suitable for her husband. Number six, the first paragraph on page 140 gives the scope of submission, just how broad is the scope and when should she not be submissive? So the scope of submission is everything. A wife must, uh, must obey her husband Unless he asks her to sin. So that's the, 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 the only time that a woman um, should not be submissive to her husband is when he asks her to sin, right? Number seven. Give and explain two examples of how a husband might ask his wife to sin. For example, he might ask her not to go to church. And he might ask her to stop talking to the children about God. These two are no-nos because if the woman, if the, if the, if the husband forbids the woman to go to church, God's word says in Hebrew 10, 25, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together or forsake not the gathering of the brethren and other versions of the Bible. And then the other one is, I forbid you to talk to the children about God. Proverbs 7, 1, 7, 8 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. So this is a command from the Lord. This is something that we cannot ignore. All right? 
Number A, according to the third paragraph on page 143, from whose perspective should a wife be submissive? A wife's responsibility is to change her perspective and view submission through God's and her husband's eyes. That is number eight. Now let's go to number nine. And on number nine, it says to go to page 144. It says, make a list of practical ways that a wife might show love to her husband, even, even if she feels afraid of his reaction. Let's see page 144, practical examples of perfect love. Okay, so I put five. Number one, I put a reproof, a reproof conversation would be one. Number two, doing what is right. Number three, praying for her husband. Number four, giving him a blessing. Number five, thinking true, right, and praiseworthy thoughts. Number 10, take a few moments to think about yourself. Are you anxious because of something your husband has done or might do? If so, write down your fear-producing thoughts and the biblical alternative to love-producing thoughts. See page 145 through 146. So, I wrote my thought on something specific. So this, this little exercise right here, number 10, is for you to write down your thoughts on um, things that you might be feeling anxious about um, in this area, okay? So, lady, that concludes our lesson 14 of chapter 13, um, which is uh, the biblical submission basis of the wise protection. I hope in Jesus' name that this chapter uh, really helps you. And you know what? I didn't realize that we still have huh, four more questions. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place today, ladies. Okay, so let's go to um, question number 11. Uh, it says to go to page 146. And we're going to do these together because I missed them, unfortunately. I was trying to hurry up. Okay, according to principle number three on page four, 146, what are some practical actions a wife may do while being submissive to her unbeliever, hus unbelie unbeliever husband? Okay, so let's go to principle number three. And um, what are some practical actions a wife will may do while being submissive to her unbeliever husband? Okay, so... As we'll be seeing in chapter 14, a husband is a husband who is disobedient to the word is an unbeliever. So, when a Christian woman is married to an unbeliever, her responsibility is to live a godly life. Okay? So, to live a godly life and respond. To her husband with respect. Right? That's one. Number two, she should enjoy him and love him. Um, 
thinking of him as her husband so thinking of him as her husband and the father of her children and the father of her children and not her enemy not her enemy so those are just some there's a few there that you could write down all right number 12 how does a submissive wife honor god's words let's go to page 148 to 150 a submissive wife does not does not dishonor the word of god so how does a submissive wife honor god's word let's see page 148 to 150 again um number one obeying god is more important or let's say it's very important it's very important Okay. Number two, she has an appropriate reverential fear of the Lord. She has an appropriate reverential fear of the Lord. Okay, and there's a bunch there that you could write. She lets the word of Christ direct her life. You could write that, number three. She lets the word of Christ direct her life. Number 13, according to Titus 2, verses 3 to 5, who should be teaching and encouraging the younger women? The older, wiser women should. And this should be a biblical encouragement and teaching, not just any kind of uh, teaching Number 14, read the list of ways wives are not submissive to their husbands on page 151 through 153. And check the ones which apply to you. So this would be an exercise for you to personally do. And then number 15, write a prayer for this one, a personal prayer. Um, of what, um, you know, what are the areas in your life that you might not be submitting to God for whatever reason. Alrighty. So this actually concludes <laughs> our lesson uh, of, of this uh, chapter of the Excellent Wife book. Alright, ladies. So next, um, our next chapter is uh, chapter 14 God's provision resources for wives 
for the wife's protection. God bless you ladies. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. And um, remember ladies, um, always be kind and loving to your husbands. Respect and honor them unless, unless he is asking you to sin. All right? Father God, I just want to thank you for this time, um, for allowing me to be yet another uh, study uh, chapter from the Excellent Wife book by Martha Peace. I pray that, again, that is helping um, these uh, wonderful women that are tuning in to this study on how to navigate their marriage and be submissive wives uh, according to the word of God, that they are loving and respecting their husbands and um, and being subject to God and, um, and praying for direction as they seek to honor God through their marriages. I pray for blessing upon blessings upon each and every woman that is listening to the sound of my voice at this moment. I pray that you bless their children, bless their homes. I pray that they will lack no good thing. I pray that you would shower them with a new fresh anointing from the heavens and that you will give them new wisdom and new knowledge, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. And remember, ladies, if there's anybody listening to this podcast and you do not know Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to bow your heads right now, close your eyes, and say a simple prayer for me. And say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner and I am in need of a savior. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, wash my sins away and come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. By me confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart that you died for me on the cross, according to your word, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart. Amen. If you did that prayer, you accepted Jesus Christ for the first time, please let somebody know. Let a friend know. You have a godly friend that's been talking to you about the Lord and you have been hesitating, but at this moment you gave your life to the Lord. Or send me an email um, to my uh, personal email for my podcast. Uh, capital E, encouraging underscore words at gmail.com. Again, capital E, encouraging words underscore encouraging underscore words at gmail.com god bless you everyone take care and have a wonderful afternoon bye bye